Hello, I'm Dr. George Orgoulis. I'm a neurosurgeon in General Hospital of Athens, Greece. We are here today to talk about excitability of the radiculomedullary circuitry in spastic cerebral palsy, an interoperative neurophysiological study in children undergoing selective dorsal rhizotomy. An original article which has been recently published in developmental medicine and child neurology. Our series included 46 consecutive children who underwent selective dorsal rhizotomy using keyhole interlaminal dorsal rhizotomy. Dorsal rhizotomy is considered the gold standard for treating spastic diplegia in children with cerebral palsy when rehabilitation programs reveal insufficient to control excess of spasticity. Dorsal rhizotomy is indicated for diffused spasticity giving a permanent effect. The keyhole interlaminar dorsal rhizotomy is a tailored procedure where roots should be targeted into the interlaminal vertebral spaces according to the preoperative surgical planning. As you can see on the postoperative x-ray, roots L2 and L3 were targeted at L1, L2 interlaminar space for treatment of spastic hip and thigh inflection and adduction. Roots L4 and L5 were targeted at L3, L4 interlaminal space for treatment of spastic quadriceps with patellar ascension. Roots S1 and S2 were targeted at L5, S1 interlaminal space for treatment of spastic foot inequinism and spastic hamstrings. The child is installed in prone position. Intraoperative neuromonitoring consists of assessment of the muscular responses to root stimulation by EMG recordings and clinical examination. Classification by Fasano of abnormal muscular responses during dorsal root stimulation leads to a grating from zero, where zero means unsustained motor response in muscles, to four, where four means contraction of muscles in the contralateral leg or even upper limb. Here is an voilà. example of grade four overstability after stimulation examination no. and EMG recording. No anal. No anal. A form of notes should be filled during intraoperative neuromonitoring by physiotherapists and neurophysiologists. L1 to S1 lamina are exposed with L1, L2, L3, L4 and L 5S1 interlaminal fenestrations. Surgeon operates with an oblique trajectory to target intradurally the contralateral root. At each fenestrated level, the inferior two-thirds of upper lamina, the superior three-fourths of lower lamina are rongered and flavored ligament are removed to expose dura. Dura arachnoid are opened on midline and suspended laterally. Spinous processes and their spinous ligament are preserved. 
So with an oblique trajectory, we can target intradurally the pair of contralateral roots at their corresponding dural sheath. Microsurgery starts from the right side of L2 to S2 roots. This is caudal to rostral orientation of interlaminar fenestrations. With L1 L2 interlaminar approach, we can target L2 and L3 roots. Here is the window at the rostral level. The dura mater is suspended laterally. For L3 root, first the ventral root is stimulated with 200 microampere and 2 Hz. This is the anatomical mapping to verify the correct radicular level. And then the dorsal root is stimulated with 1 milliampere and 50 Hz. This is the physiological testing to detect the degree of radicular excitability. And then we can finally proceed to partial sectioning of L3 dorsal root. With L3 L4 interlaminar approach, we can target L4 and L5 roots. Following the same way for the right L5 root, there is stimulation of ventral and dorsal root. With L5 S1 interlaminal approach, we can target S1 and S2 roots. For the right S1 root, there is stimulation of ventral and dorsal root. Now the surgeon can change side to the right in order to approach with microscope the contralateral roots on the left side. There is tight closure of the dura mater. The muscular responses after dorsal root stimulation, clinically observed by the physiotherapist and recorded by EMG, were independently considered, then compared for checking concordance between both harvesting modes. From a practical point of view, data from both modes were considered equivalent. Exploration was bilateral in all the 46 patients. Degrees of excitability between right and left sides were compared for evaluating concordance in sides. And there was no difference between both sides. The degrees of excitability according to the various radiculometameric levels 
assessed by clinical observation and EMG recording and regrouping muscular responses on left and right sides were summed together. The number of data of muscle responses corresponds to each grade of excitability for each of the dorsal roots explored. The excitability between radiculometameric levels was significantly different. In conclusion, this paper shows that the phenomenology of lambosacral radicular pattern reflects the pathophysiological mechanisms in cerebral palsy. The keyhole interlaminal dorsal rhizotomy modality allowed selective stimulation of all L2 to S2 dorsal roots for testing excitability. There were significant differences in selective excitability of L2 S2 radiculomedullary segments, lower segments of L2 to S2 medullary levels have higher excitability, Inter-individual variability in excitability of lumbosacral segments justifies intraoperative neurophysiology.